what's up, everybody? We are back again. New episode, new information, new show. So here's the, uh, I guess, kind of the, the skinny on what's been happening. Mike, you went to a show over the weekend. This is, of course, Mike Stallings, my co-host for Heel Section. Mike, what was the show you went to, and did it have any significance? One fall. Uh, not yet. Not oh. yet. Not, not, we're not oh, there yet. <laughs> yes, we went to the um, Ring of Honor 15th anniversary show out in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, Samstown Hotel and Casino. Which is kind of a weird venue, but they've actually stepped up and actually made Ring of Honor their kind of Vegas home for their, I guess, would you call it their mania? Uh, That's not their WrestleMania, no? No, what would be I don't know that it, that's their WrestleMania. However, when you said we, who is this we that you're talking about? Is it a proverbial we as in the, the people, as in you and somebody who might be sitting next to you? What does that we mean? The whole, just every... <laughs> Yeah, just to get straight to the point, yeah, my buddy, um, John, what are we calling you, John Seelor, John Plan B, have we changed that yet? There's been some controversy with that. You can call me John. So, my buddy John, um, roll ahead. I do music, yeah. John, very nice to talk with you, welcome to the show, it definitely does not sound Uh, like we're doing a fake name to get around yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any kind of legalities. But yes, John, who I met when uh, you came out for the uh, PWG show a couple weeks ago, which was awesome. Yes, See, yes. But, so here's a, here's a story, and this is why we've actually um, drug him on this <clears throat> venture, because he went from seeing one live WWE event before moving out here. I guess it was a house show. And then he got um, fast-tracked to Money in the Bank, which he went to by himself. Which would only technically count as his first real show. Yeah. And then within a month, went to the Festival of Friendship, that PWG show, and the Ring of Honor show within a within a three-week or a month span. So that's I was trying to, to explain to him, that's not a normal thing for for a wrestling fan to accomplish in this, such a short amount of time, especially... I mean, back then it would have been really hard to do how regional it used to be. So, John, talk to us a little bit about that. Uh when did you so this is all within a month's time that you went to three different events yeah within 30 days like nobody just does that now <laughs> you let's... know so i feel really fortunate like that that those opportunities were actually right there and i was actually able to to you know go to those three different promotions where three special like where special things are happening at each event, so it's, it's really awesome. Sure, of course. Now, when you say that you've been to three different events, let's talk a little bit about background so people really understand what it is that you as a fan are getting into here. How long have you been a fan? And once I have that information, I have follow-ups. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of the old WWF, the classic, you know, back in the, uh, uh, the, the early WWF. But um, what's early to you though? Because you're a lot, yeah, right. young, you're a lot younger. Yeah. So I mean, early to me yeah. is Hogan and Rude. So is yeah. early to you the Rock and Stone Cold and stuff? Early to me would be Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. You know, okay. fucking. Uh, oh, am I allowed to cuss? Well, it's too He's late waiting. to ask now. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> were we were a church-based show before you got here. Yeah, I, that's that's uh, questionable, sir. I wouldn't go. I stopped going to church when I was, I don't know, not allowed back. I'll I guess. I'll speak with the priest about it. But when the deacon hears about this, this rocker and no roll, 
discussion that we have on this <laughs> podcast. It's not going to go well. I'm sorry, John, as you were saying. Yeah, um, I actually became got back into wrestling once I found out who the giant was. So I was kind of a WCW guy at first. And then once uh, 2000 hit, that's when I really started gravitating toward WWE, obviously, because WCW wasn't really putting out great product sure. and, and everything. So, you know, you from there, of, uh, the, the main events on Nitro, they weren't really sticking with you or on Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> didn't quite hit home for you. They were once upon a time. But I okay, so I need to pause here because we're gonna go back to your narrative in just a second. Again, yeah. many questions to be had here. Your biggest question at this time was who was the giant? That was where you got rehooked back in. Yep, Paul White, Big Show. Yeah, I was just watching something on the network and they're referring to him as Paul White. Yeah, he was wearing a. Um, God, I can't remember, like a FUBU jersey, too, so I was super confused. <laughs> it, was, it was quite the time. Well, don't uh, forget, the narrative was that he was Andre's son. Oh, yeah. Did they really do that? I believe yeah, they did go that way for like a no. week or so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's all in there, dude. Because the they peanut? went many different ways with him before uh, suddenly no. on the big show. I mean, go look it up if you want. You have time to go ahead and research that. John, let's get back to you. So now you're back into... What probably is the end of the Attitude Era? Probably what? From there on in, did you have any breaks? Were you still with it? Oh, I, I stuck with it. I was probably, uh, I'd probably say I was like around in fourth grade. How old are fourth graders? Like 10 or 11. So that's when I started getting back into WCW. Nine. Nine, nine, 10, 11. Um, yeah, once I heard, yeah, Kevin Nash broke his neck, I'm like, what? Let me see this. And then from there, WCW, I stuck with them till their last day, you know, <laughs> just because I was, I was one of those loyal, you know, fans. I was a kid. I was super excited about everything. Like, the storylines were so real to me, you know, and then... Uh, <laughs> the WCW storylines were real to you at <laughs> yeah, the right. end of them? Okay. Andre the Giant's son. Did they have, like, some... What was that faction called, Raph, with the... When earthquake, they just face painted him, and they just got super evil. And it was Kevin Sullivan, the something of doom. Gosh. Uh, yeah, it's definitely the. Well, I keep wanting to refer to it as like the friendship of doom, but uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> there are no they were just. Wait, what is it? There's two things that happened during that time. The first joke I wanted to say was that you sticking it out. You were the one guy who was at home as WCW is climbing to an end, and everybody knows it. Yeah. Who's going like, I wonder what's going to happen with Disco Inferno this week. Oh gosh, uh, and what? And it's the horse. Yeah, no, I was one of those guys. Like, why am I watching this? No, show? it was the duck. We want the duck. <laughs> Gotta so, have that duck. Yeah, we want the duck. That I guess uh, I wanted to ask about here is because as that is happening, if you are referring to this uh, era as as going on and being something that you are interested in. Yeah, nothing. Not everything was great, you know. Booker T, DDP, you know those guys. But you were great you were sticking there. with it. You you knew that yeah. things were. Did you know it was going to go away? Did you were you that tuned Ugh. in yet? Or I actually didn't want to believe it. Like the <laughs> oh, following no. Monday, I tuned in and like some some show was on, and I'm like, this isn't Nitro. <laughs> <Do you laughs> I was know, like, it's really happening. Do you know what ECW is at this point? Hmm. ECW at this point. No, when you're watching WCW, oh. have you been exposed to ECW at this point? Yeah, I hadn't actually. Liar. I actually hadn't watched many like 
full episodes, but I remember flipping through the channels and, and my brother also showing me, this is ECW, these guys are crazy, okay. this and that. I, yeah, it wasn't like a huge... That's viable. Yeah, they yeah, have no insurance, I, it's no big deal, it's fine. <laughs> this won't ever come back to haunt them in their older age. <laughs> yeah, Who was right. this guy that kind of... Oh, anyway, we got Raw in the background and they just brought out... That was weird. So, okay, so... But Ring of Honor, I want, I'm interested in where you're going to transition this, well, gonna, I'm, I'm the, Here's the reason notes. why. Yeah, because we, we need to know what kind of fan that we are okay. talking to before we get to oh. understand this. Because now that we've done this timeline and you said that there were no more breaks, then all of a sudden it took all of those years for you to go to a show. Why? Ooh. Well, the thing is, I, I came from Idaho. Okay? <laughs> and in Idaho, uh, we... <laughs> Once every three years, they'll throw a live event, which is not even televised. So that was the event I went to back in the day. Boise's uh, a big place. They don't have events in Boise? Yeah, right. Like, there's a pretty big population, like 200,000 people in Boise. Are there, are there any wrestlers that are built from Idaho? Are we aware of? Uh, Tori Wilson. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> he, he snap called that ref. He snap no, called that, that. No, that's because they drill it in them in schools in their history class. They're just like, <laughs> all right, guys, the Battle of 1812 was then. Tori Wilson, also huge. And that's about it. Good luck with your education. Yeah. Bye, Idaho. Out. There's a statue for it at the high school for sure. <laughs> Yeah, right. So, okay, so you're now claiming Idaho as part of the reason why you did get out there. So at what point, though, are you confirmed? Are you committed? Are you saying, all right, I'm going to change this about my life. I'm going to make an improvement. I'm going to get to one of these shows. <laughs> uh, once I came out to Las Vegas a year ago, I was I just looked up all the wrestling, local wrestling, Adrenaline, uh, FSW. They were throwing an event. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to that. I don't have any friends right now. I'm fucking. Oh, sorry. I'm going. <laughs> and maybe so I, I went clear, there. You're more than welcome to curse. Like oh, okay, the more cool. the more unnatural you make it, the I, worse it is. And I actually, I'm sorry. I actually showed. I actually had one of my friends listen to him. And she the first thing she said was, "You say fuck a lot." I was like, "Really? Oh, who's right. counting? Jesus." Yeah. Right. yeah. Super cat. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. Again and again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I went to FSW and I was able to see some of the Lucha Underground superstars there or wrestlers there. And then uh, I heard Money in the Bank is coming. I'm like, Superstar Rose. Money in the Bank. I don't care how much it costs me to go get some Money in the Bank. I'm going. So, you know, again, still, I'm like, I don't know anybody. So I'm like, I'm just going. I don't care. I'm just going to make some new friends. That's a big step to go somewhere to right. a event by yourself. See or no? Raphael. It's huge. It is. It is difficult because, you know, you always get lost in the idea of it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. But one of the things that does make it so hype is when you're around other people who are crazy excited or if not more excited than you. So it is good. At what point do you meet Mike, though? And uh, what do you instantly regret about that? <laughs> everything. Well, I met Mike. When did I meet you, Mike? Like, probably. I don't know. About five months ago, you came over <clears throat> through a mutual friend, and which we were introduced because he overheard him talk about wrestling. So, of course, he was the first person that everybody thinks of that they know me when they talk about wrestling. Yeah. And the first thing I told Mike because I was telling our buddy, I was like, I was like, you know, I. I I'd like I try to stay productive throughout my day, but I I think I 
you know, I default to wrestling. I watch too much wrestling. <laughs> Which so, I try to one up and be like, there's no way, nope, nope, there's no way you watch more wrestling than me. I'm the biggest yeah. wrestling fan you've yeah. ever met. Like, let's see, I have chairs, but it's never, like, the whole time. Like, yeah, one of the I mean? first things, no. Yeah, one of the first things Mike ever told me was, you can never watch too much wrestling. It's I'm true. like, you're right. It's true. <laughs> I'm just agreeing it's with him. true how, yeah. yeah so, Especially uh, these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, right. Ugh. Gosh, yeah. These days it's really bad because you have Monday Night Raw, which is a three-hour show. Then you have uh, Raw Talk, and then you have SmackDown the next day. Then you have you need to let him take that bit. Yeah, you just there's just too much going on right now. Well, I'm glad that that's the case. So, at what point do you guys decide that you're going to go see a show together? Uh, well, uh, he, uh, Mike, actually, uh, he's from that part of California. And he wanted me to come down with him. It was actually his birthday too, so I, you know, it was some an experience that I was really okay. Here's the thing. All right, there's a lot of factors in this. If you're a true wrestling fan, like he says, is what's a bucket list thing to do? Would probably be to get in that building. He's from Idaho, and he had never been to California before, which is pretty. That's a pretty big. You know what I mean? Never seen the ocean and stuff like that. So I was like two birds. Yeah, more or less, and so. Yeah, it's just, but what I'm interested in is I don't know if you're going to hit on eventually is basically the of the difference between going to the WWE to PWG oh, so and so fast and having such a cultural difference just flood you. Of course, and I think it's important to know that when Mike started that, he was basically prefacing it by being like, there's a whole lot of angles here. I'm like, what is this, the JFK shooting? And second of all, <laughs> I really appreciate the fact that as you are introducing this and you're telling him like, well, he'd never been to California before. And he's never yeah. seen the ocean. And I'm like, this is some 80s movie about buddies yeah. who travel. Mike and John go to PWG. One of you is supposed to die by the end of it. So spoiler alert. One of you might be dead now. But okay, uh, so- we don't do that's funny. It was like uh, Final Destination, man. Uh, Trees were flying right. Like right when we yeah. pass him, mudslides and the whole night, man. Don't joke like that. Worse. Yeah, we should be dead right now. We should probably <laughs> have died at least 14 times, maybe <laughs> in one trip. One of the worst times there was possibly for California to have rain and uh, create all those obstacles. But yes, let's talk about the differences between the two shows. So tell us, you've been to the big show where there's a mm. lot of spectacle to it. And then yeah. you've been to the more intimate setting. What is the difference between going to the mainstream and maybe a little bit more of the crazy, intense uh, yeah. fan experience? I think the difference is um, like the people that I've met there at the uh, WWE event. They uh, they're WWE fans. The people I talk to, they don't really know much of the uh, the wrestlers' backgrounds, everything. So it's like. Um, at like PGW, PWG, P- both P- of you, P-W-G. Jesus, gosh, yeah, like those fans, they they seem to. It feels like they have more passion, almost, just because I don't know. They 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 know where these guys have come from or whatever. Like I don't know. It's just a different environment, and I love that environment. Ooh. I would go to every event if I could. Well, how is Ring of Honor different than those two then? Ring of Honor, it's a lot more. Uh, gathered i guess you can say like i almost expected like everyone to be chilling in the ring like they would at uh uh, pgw oh my pwg (laughs) i've been (laughs) one fall (laughs) yeah wrong (laughs) it's all wrong but yeah i don't know uh i'd say um 
So basically, you're saying the Ring of Honor is like a combination of the PWG and WWE fans, exactly. like, co- like combined. It's like a midpoint between the two. Yeah. Right? So he yeah. saw him out of order. Basically, he got Tarantino'd or what? <laughs> On the like, which one should you experience first? Almost the Ring of Honor at that point, right? Yeah. Well, you have to go to to pro fucking wrestling gorilla. Uh, to really get the whole yeah you have to go if you're a wrestling fan you have to go there i think i mean even uh ronda rousey i saw that on twitter ronda rousey even went there like like i don't know like that's a a must experience i've been saying this shit for the last fucking 20 years of my life that's okay and and it's just i'm just saying that because it's weird to to say that she was be there because it's so like it's so like underground it's like underground right Mm -hmm. there well, you know, they got the four horse women, so. Ah, my yeah, it's God. Insane. It's a Is thing. Is that my girl from Modern Family? Oh, wow. Mike, don't be jealous. See, listen, th- we can use all the help we can get whenever we see these shows. It's not bad to have star power. It's a good thing. Hey, hey, Rafi. Ooh. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. All right, so, Mike, walk us through this. What, how did this show come together? Because you guys, I had just seen you about three weeks prior uh, out here in SoCal, and then you tell me that you're going to go to this uh, Ring of Honor, and I'm like, man. No, no, we weren't going to go. Well, then what happened? Well, there's a couple things that happened. First of all, I don't think anybody really wanted to go. If you look at that, no disrespect to Ring of Honor, which is a fabulous product, and I hadn't been watching TV. I'd been out of the loop on the TV because mm. I'd been doing my shoot job, brother. Mm. So... Um, you look at the card on paper and you're like, mm, I can maybe miss this. You know what I mean? But then I saw that one name. I mean, the Bucks, of course. It was going to be, it was billed as the Bucks versus Rapongi Vice, Vegas Street Fight. Ah, the Young Bucks are coming. But I just wanted to kind of get my Marty Skrull on. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so, fair. Regardless. So I was like, I didn't know if that was enough. But then they added the Hardys and Bubba Ray to yeah. the card. And it was like, oh, so this is like, this is going to be a big thing. Then it sold out. I was like, oh, shit, like, now I kind of want to go. So me being the coolest guy ever that I am and with all my ties, which I don't really know how it came to fruition, but we've had this low-key relationship with the Ring of Honor. And one of my dad's old friends, Mike Weber, who used to work for TNA and is actually around. You'll, you can see him on WrestleMania 2, actually. He has TV time. Um, he called him up and asked him to ask Joe Koff, the owner of – Sinclair and, and Ring of Honor to put us on the list and he called me back a day later and said yeah it's got two tickets so it's kind of a cool thing to be able to pull off not only be able to get PWG tickets at all because we ran into a fan there who got mad at us for even being able to go to a PWG because he's been trying to get tickets for five years and he fails every time and big ups to Max for having the key to the city with that and then Was be able to just your walk fault, in though? like no, 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 no. He said he would pay us. He's like, Please. yeah, he, he actually, you're right. He did get kind of mad at first. And then he kind of realized that, oh, maybe I can use these guys to my advantage. I'll pay you. I'm like, but like yeah, I'm what a gonna... shitty thing to be like, listen, right. I haven't gotten my shit together for five years. Well, you know, buddy, at what point is that your problem? <laughs> my shit together. Can I have a ride home? Like, <laughs> no, it was just like, it's like, yeah, he just went to PWG. He's like, fuck you. No, nah, fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck you guys. And then he like caught you. himself, yeah. like legitly, like, oh man. like I'm... The social norms kicked in real quick and he's like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I'm the weirdo. Oh no. Yeah, he's like, I'm still this guy, but I have to. Yeah, so 
Yeah, it was kind of a cool thing. We actually first walked in, and there, there's a meeting green, and Mr. Koff was standing up there, and I always pay um, the most respect just because, and when he shook his hand, he was like, hey, Mike, remember me? And I was just like, who, what? Who are we? Like, this is such <laughs> a cool thing. So we get to sit in the friends and family um, section, which was kind of a, it's kind of a cool thing. And then I thought it was kind of a bad thing because we were kind of marking out pretty tough. And I'm wondering if the people were like, have these, who are those? Have yeah. they been here before? <laughs> like friends we, and we family, were, nothing. Yeah. We were acting like PWG fans in a ring of honor <laughs> environment. We were oh, so Raph, loud here. No, Raph, let me, let me take that back and said, we were acting like ourselves. Yes. Yeah. You know, no, I, actually, I know what yourselves are. I know. Yeah. But I love that you you got the like one group that's like the evil villains of Caddyshack who are looking at you being like, ugh, these amateurs. Ugh, love this. It was half and half. It was half and half because I was doing that whole. I was doing. Well, I basically was doing what I did to you. Like I would yell one fall when they were counting. <laughs> You know, like counting uh, well, 10 count. Oh, <laughs> just, just at the wrong time, like, no, no, you know no. what I mean? And then when they're supposed to yell two, yell 10. And people kind of took to it. It was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they... Because I think people want to kind of do that WWE, NXT kind of thing. Sure. But, like, people forget. Like, people forgot to do the one fall for, like, two matches. Embarrassing. Get your yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, I caught that. Go home, Vegas. You're drunk. <laughs> yeah. At 11 in the morning. So let's do this. Doing? Talk to me about the show. What was, you know, what were the highlights? What were the matches like? Well, we walked in. We got there kind of late, and uh, Kenny King was fighting Jay White, um, which is kind of cool because I'm friends with Kenny King. He grew up in Vegas. I had um, weightlifting with him. That's another for another time. And we had just saw Jay White at PWG. It was solid. People were into it. Um, then they did a, uh, like, uh, everybody match, like a five way to become the next, um, for the TV title or something. And it was kind of what it needed to be. Everybody kind of running all over the place, cheeseburger taking spots, you know, everybody does the whole, their finisher all in one clump at the end. And it was kind of cool. And then, um, and then Marty, <laughs> no, what did we left? When yeah. Dalton Castle came out, yeah. we took off because I have this theory that if you go to a pay-per-view, if you leave for one match and you don't watch it, it always gives the aesthetic when you watch it on TV. Like, you're like, oh, we didn't, we were there, but we weren't. We didn't see it. I always do that at WrestleMania. I always take off uh, for a match. It's usually like John C- the John Cena match. <laughs> We've seen it before. So <laughs> I think things really p- picked up when Marty Skrull was was fighting uh, Leo Rush, which was a uh, Marty Scrolls is so good, dude. He he is so charismatic, and he just grabs that. He just tells a story so good to where Leo had to turn heel about halfway through the match because he just couldn't had get any kind of proper heat from the crowd. It was kind of an interesting thing. And then when the Hardys, Bucks, and oh no, we forgot about the Dudleys. Oh yeah, <clears throat> Raph. Where'd Raph go? I'm right here. I'm just listening to you. So when you're talking about all these things, and they all sound fascinating because you're talking about the fact that, you know, you take off for a match. And, uh, like, what? Why? Oh, because one of the guys we were supposed to, um, who usually kind of goes with us, I don't know if you ever met our buddy Griffin, but 
We felt bad for him because he couldn't get in because he they had bad planning. He actually invited me to the show. He's like, we're gonna get tickets. It was like, no. okay, but it was sold out. Mm. So they were sitting at the bar all bummed with their wrestling shirts and wrestling with this yeah. and his oh, go to sleep no. CM Punk shirt. No. Yeah, yeah. And the dude, his friend was in a a Bullet Club shirt with like a leather jacket over it. Kills me. And I was like, oh wait, what? But it was funny because when we had walked out to go meet them, because you can do ins and outs at Samstown. And so when we walked out, um, we were walking by the craps table, and I saw the, this black guy, and um, and it was, and it was I saw his profile, and it was it was Kenny King, and I walked up to him, and he's like, oh, what's up, Mike? And John was like, um, what the what's going on here? And we were talking, and Kenny was like, what's, I was like, I don't I don't want to be your cooler right now, dude, because he was throwing dice. I'm like, he's I'm not going to be responsible for that. He's like, hey man, I got news. I was like, I don't want to hear your news right now, okay? This is a lot of pressure. I'm going to walk away from this. He's like, no, I got news. I was like, okay, we're going to, okay. And then I did a little slow dance with him, and then I left. And I think he doubled the stack, but then I went and talked to Griffin. But John, the first thing he says, so I'm like, hey, this is Kenny. John goes, congratulations. <laughs> Just that, you know, that total, like, dead space mark yeah. out. Like, uh. Like, hey, good job. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you congratulations. had a good match. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, you had, he saved himself with a. You had a good match, which I thought was kind of funny. And then when I walked away from it, I was like, would they get mad at him for, for gambling during the show? Like, isn't he supposed to be, like, watching from the back? Like, no, nah, gotta, no, no, not at all, dude. No, 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 no. You got to make that money. And second of all, I think to, like, someone, congratulations after you win a match, uh, planned or you not. win. You don't know yeah. that? Maybe he won the dice game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> you just get it no matter what. Okay. Maybe he came from the future. Maybe you don't know this about John, but maybe John came from the future and is like, you're going to have a good night tonight. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Like, why? Congratulations. A little star On your TV taping match with Marty Skrull tomorrow night. All right. Like, it's not the fact that I'm just meeting Kenny King. Like, I'm not meeting him on, like, a fan level. Like, oh, can you sign this for me? But, like, well, I'm meeting him through a friend. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, we should also note that this is probably the most name-dropped episode that Mike has done ever so often because well, you asked me to and I told you I didn't want I to wanted the story but you're the one that's just like well first of all I got these tickets I didn't even want to go but it's so crazy I, I, I was <laughs> telling you the fucking truth you want to riff and raff or you want to rap and riff raff I don't or think what? you know what that means but I think the idea is you're just like oh and then we just happened to be in the friends and family section and it was just weird because we were just so bougie but we're not <laughs> But then we the just went into Kenny King, on and we were just like, Kenny, what are you doing in this dice game, this weird world you live in? Ugh, please, please give up this dice game, this this devil's game that you play while the wrestling should be going on in the background. Street hooligan and your, yeah, what are you trying to do, little Joe? That is not how I come off. For, that is not how I sound like, and I'm highly offended by that, sir. It's 100% how you sound like, Mike. You just, you just don't hear it. It's just, it's, it's, it's drama. It's drama out there. Mike, every time before we start a podcast, 100% definitely is on the, the other side. Definitely channeling old, like, Sunset Boulevard being like, Raph, I'm still a star, aren't I? Yeah, Mike, you're great. Just fucking talking to a microphone. It's either that or I could have been somebody, Raph. Well, that one, that's, those are when it's really sad days. So, okay. Now, John, we've gotten to hear you say a little bit of the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. I want to put you on the spot. Okay. Which was the best show and why? 
Ooh. We didn't finish the card rundown. I got off a tangent, and then you started making fun of me. I didn't get to tell you their love letter to oh, yeah. TLC to the to the Dudley Boys in the Attitude Era oh, with that yeah. whole Bubba Ray thing. That, that was, was kind of cool. Night. Yeah, that's that was kind of. Well, fun. I saw clips of that, so let's talk about that because I haven't seen the show. I've only seen it in clip form. So you want to talk about the Dudleys? Talk about them. No, it was basically the Briscoes and Bubba Ray. Who they? Fight? I don't even remember who they fought. I that. I don't anyway, but it was basically I felt like what Ring of Honor was even doing that night was just like the 15 year. It was like you said about PWG last episode. It was their like love letter to like the industry. And they put, you know, I thought it was kind of crazy because I went to WrestleMania 2000 in Anaheim and I saw that TLC match and to see the Hardys and Bubba Ray still working in a Ring of Honor show 17 late 17 years later was kind of crazy. But the way they um the way they presented it was like what's up the briscoes did the what's up with them and they did a 3d and it was just kind of a they did a whole get the tables and then but they didn't get the tables but they just wanted us to yell it so it was kind of like the they were kind of like you said love letter to bubba ray or just maybe the whole tag team because the briscoes have been around as long as that they just never jumped you know what i mean and i don't i feel bad for the briscoes because i feel like they should be more of a a household name because they've been around for so long and they're so good like they've been consistently just that since they were 18 19 so that was kind of cool and then when they went on to do the the hardys versus the bucks versus rapongi vice they i mean they pulled out ladders thumbtacks thumbtacks off of the ladders people's faces into it trent took huge bumps there was just everything you could ever you know and they did with the hardys in it and anytime you can sprinkle that the first thing you think of is tlc and it just was basically again a letter saying look we understand what this industry was and this is what how we're taking it to the to the next level this is how we're putting our stamp on it which i thought was a cool thing in the main event because we all saw that coming i didn't even know what the angle was and for frankie kazarian to be in the bullet club and then chris yeah. is christopher daniels first shot in 15 years and the 15 it was just and then when he came out i mean i yelled this is so obvious and a fan turned around and goes hey bro it's professional wrestling and i went yep you're right no you're right yeah and then i kind of let go and then when daniels uh, finally gets over, they do the turn and Daniels gets over. I kind of got, like, I got it. I kind of got emotional. I was like, yeah, I get it. This is, was his spot. He's been there since day one. So yeah, absolutely. This is what wrestling. Well, John, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this because the internet seemed to be really interested about this. At least I think yeah. one person put up this meme and I think they were trying to make this giant argument because they, they love to do this. They love to compare the two, but they yeah. said one guy Goldberg comes back and wins and everybody yeah. goes crazy, but Chris Daniels wins, <laughs> and the internet loves him. Yeah, bald guy, old bald guy. Right. <laughs> what is your response to that? Because I think Mike and I have a couple, but I'd love to hear your response. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to see Goldberg win the way, the way he's used to winning. You know, the the squash matches. And everything, Christopher was, Daniels. That was really, uh, that was a, that was special. That was really proud to be there for that, and just to see, like, you know, you you have Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho friendship breaking up, then you have the Wolves breaking up, and then you have Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. You think they're breaking up too? No, 
these guys are really homies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not going to break their friendship up. Dude. And so, <laughs> so. I mean, no, that was I'm glad that you're able to be very diplomatic about the Goldberg thing because yeah. the nice part about that is is like Goldberg's coming in here and you're like, well, what's wrong with him doing the squash match? Well, I'll tell you one thing, and it's a big thing. Mm. We're looking at a WrestleMania main event with two mm. part-time performers who probably, if things were different, would be anywhere else. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, what? what? Yeah. I what, see like on the card? I'm saying no. I'm saying Goldberg and in Brock world. literally are just like we'd rather be doing anything else than this, but we have to because we like our money. Because of you think it's because of the. I think Brock is kind of into it still. Nope. No. Nope. At all. No, I think Brock's doing it for the paychecks. I think he knows he can bank enough where he can go hunt and live in a cabin for like nine thousand years with Saber. Per per appearance, yeah. That's it. And Goldberg is just like, ah, I want to show my kid I'm still awesome. Yeah, dude, you're 50. It's cool. You did it once. Uh, you know, they're paying me nicely. So, yeah, I'll, I'll manifest yeah. your stupid little show. Yeah, the question is, will the crowd respond the same way they did the first Brock and Goldberg No, match? because they care now. They want Brock to go over on him. Yeah. They knew there were so many other circumstances that were surrounding um, that with the Stone Cold as a ref, I think it was WrestleMania oh. 20. We knew Brock was leaving, and we knew Goldberg, Goldberg was. Yeah. Nobody liked Goldberg in that role. Triple H hated him. He buried him to the point where we could care less about him. So yeah. no, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. Better be. I mean, that was a terrible, one of the worst things they've ever done. Let me ask you something, Raph. Yeah, Would you rather vest your time into this Brock Lesnar Goldberg match or this AJ Styles Shane McMahon match that they're proposing? Hmm. Uh, if it got AJ Styles to be the main event, sure. Yeah, is that if you beat Shane that you get to be in the main event? Is that what you think the only caveat can be at this point? I don't even care. I just know that we'll every year later. every year at Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure the McMahons, they get together, they have a family dinner, and then they look at each other and they go, well, who's going to be in the big show this year? And then they just look at Shane. Yeah. And Shane's <laughs> just like, No, they have to oh pull the wishbone for it. They for sure have, no, they just all look at Shane, just a slow head turn. He's like, uh, Shane's just like, guys, you are so lucky I'm here right now. Fine, yeah. I'll do it. And even Triple H is like, hey, I'll give you some pointers. And you're like, no, thanks, Trips. <laughs> yeah. Let me just get some more mashed potatoes because I'm not going to eat for two months. Great. <laughs> Wait, anyway. Do you think people would lose their minds if they did Triple H against Shane? That'd be fun. That seems to make sense. Right. And it makes yeah. more sense than Triple H doing most other things, but it makes a hell of a lot more sense than Reigns and Undertaker, which is just like, look, these two people, they have a thing. They're He's a dead about man. Their yard. He's bitching about their yards. And this is my yard, and I'm a dog, hey, and these are my bones, and blah, blah, blah. I was having a crucial fantasy booking moment. Um, I think they should, uh, but they I don't know where they would go with it without booking them, but... They should honky tonk man Samoa Joe at WrestleMania and have him come out and bitch about how he's a destroyer and he has no competition and it's bullshit that he's in a WrestleMania match and then the lights go off and the doop, doop, doop. Boo, 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 boo. the demon Finn Balor comes out. <laughs> but as do they need to promote that to have it get over or are we so slighted that we can't have those spontaneous moments and be fine with them these days in the you know, in a bi era. 
Eh, why not? I mean, at this point, like, <laughs> if the fans get to see Finn and Samoa Joe do their thing, they wouldn't complain how. Besides the fact that they saw those guys face off in NXT. No, but then there'd be the bad guys. Like, oh, there was no there was no story. There was no build to it. Oh, like, well, you just have to assume we saw them in NXT. But I think it would be super cool. I'm fine with it. I, listen, we need swerves every once in a while. They're nice. They keep us on our toes. But, you know, yeah, you might get the people who are complaining that they didn't build because they want the idea of the guys who they like to get the proper build. But if they're going to watch this whole Randy Orton thing, they're like, oh, my God, get on with it. And now that we're getting close to it and they see, like, fire, they're like, wait a second. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, the only fire on that show is Uso's promo, Oos. Mm-hmm. Oh. Dude, that Randy Orton was, like, second star-ish right there. Oos. Oh. So let me ask this, John. Uh, as we return back to all of this, because obviously this is more current stuff, but – what I really want to know from you is, now that you've done three shows, do you feel spoiled, mm. and will you continue this trajectory? I'm very spoiled right now. I'm very fortunate that you know I got to be in VIP at a Ring of Honor's 15th anniversary. Um, got to shake hands with the owner and 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 meet Kenny King, and all thanks to Mike for all the, for everything besides me going to Raw and, we didn't and bring you Money in the Bank. Not a paid sponsor. I was like, are you coming to Raw, Mike? Not a, I, by any means. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kind of understand now. Yeah, while I'm there, like I'm schooling this girl that I'm sitting next to. She's the biggest Sami Zayn fan. I'm like, oh, El Generico. She's like, who? I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But as far as like. Uh, <laughs> Which one of my show the shows was my favorite? I'd say Ring of Honor, just because like I had the most fun there. It was a really special night. I got to see Jeff Hardy uh, jump off of a ladder into a table to win the match with the titles on the line. That's uh, such a big deal. And you know, seeing just the whole thing about the entire Ring of Honor show that probably was my favorite one to go to. Within these, I was. What was? I was expecting PWG to tell you the truth, but yeah, yeah, I could see a... when he said Hardy's Jeff Hardy yeah. jumping off the ladder. I knew exactly like yeah. and the thumbtacks, <laughs> like where he geez. stands on that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean PWG, that's an amazing show, and I'll go to all of their events if I could. Uh, the only thing is, it was, it was a little aggravating, you know, because there's just you know so many people, and it was one little room, and it was hot, and I, you know, there's issues with the ring, and <laughs> you know, there's just a bunch of things, you know, and uh, same thing with going to RAW, like the tickets are twenty dollars, they don't take a credit card, you have to go to the nearest gas station where their ATM has an issue, and you're gonna run late to the show. It's just ah, and the Ring of Honor, we just there was a little bit of issues, but we we got there on. There was zero of, issue, and we just so he's talking about like leisure at leisure at this point, like what's more comfortable on his body and time at this point. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this has anything to do with fucking wrestling. Yeah, right. Raph, what do you think? <laughs> Like there was traffic. We had to drive through a storm. We had yeah. to drive to California. That's like four hundred miles. Yeah, right. I can't do the voice, and you say that I fucking talk like that. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's a little different. I, I just like the idea that he's just like. Also, I had some bad soup that day. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> odd is, oddly, uh, you had a scratcher. I didn't win on any of them. I was hoping at least I get a free ticket again, but. <laughs> <sighs> no, I had the most fun at the Ring of Honor show. 
Yeah, it's so different. Samstown is kind of cool. You know, they they can ins and outs, and you kind of it's more of a free, a free flowing thing. It's not, you know, as hot and sweaty as PWG. A lot of people like that intimacy of more as the punk rockos, but it's more like you said, the cross between a. They got cheap drinks there. There's a bar right behind there too. They have yeah. it on the TV where you can like, you know, sit there and bullshit, but still see like you're seeing the show. It's like an upgraded. PWG, which makes Sam to give Samtown like like Samstown something viable in the Las Vegas community where people want to hang out at. You know what I mean? Coming from. Well, as we go ahead and start to circle this toward the end, let's go ahead and get this final impressions from you, Mike. Of what you? I, I don't need your impressions of me. I know who I am. I'm asking for final impressions of the Ring of Honor show, the 15th year anniversary. Wasn't it an appropriate culmination and celebration of 15 years? I think so. Um, I think they could have brought somebody back that they hadn't. Um, I thought it was cool that they kind of shied away from the New Japan involvement as well. They've been kind of doing that uh, pretty heavy. But, yeah, that was a cool little nod to Chris Daniels to have the locker room come out and stuff like that. Especially, yeah. it's hard to keep everybody's attention with on the road to WrestleMania and um, with all the stuff that's available right now, especially with you know, gaining momentum because all the, all the promotions are doing WrestleMania stuff. So they're all, they're all building, they're all building towards it, but it was kind of a, especially and then, I, cause I was like, is this Chris Daniels WrestleMania? And then he did a styles clash on Adam Cole. And I think he, that was meant a lot to him kind of like, cause he's besties with Joe and AJ and they're getting to get to do mania and he's not. So they're kind of all in the same boat. At least he gets to be a world champion while, they get their big stage too. So I think it was kind of, I think it was kind of a, a sprinkle of that. And which means that they really do care about the company. They're not just caring about ratings or anything. They kind of sure. wanted it to bring 15 a nice solid number. You know what I mean? To Absolutely. have, you know what I mean? Chris Daniels has been there um, through and through. I really didn't like Chris Daniels throughout much of his run just because I paid attention and you're not supposed to like certain guys, but yeah, like how old is he? Like, He's up he there, looks man. like, yeah, he looks yeah. like this, but he looks the same. Like these guys can still go, and he's like, two hundred and six, dude. It's the craziest thing. So for him to get his shine right now, I think it's almost better that it took this long, so he can have this, and especially in this day and age where, you know, we, we want the ricochets and the offsprays and all these new guys and all these new guys. And here, Chris Daniels is sitting up top and got his shine along with him, putting all these, you know, because before Ring of Honor, he was probably on the indie scene for like a cool year. So yeah, it was cool. Cool. Uh, I, it was a, a lucky thing. It's always fun to see the young bucks. You know what I mean? That's always a fun time. You kind of just, but yeah, anytime wrestling can come into your town, you can just kind of drive to it and drive home like immediately. It's kind of a, it's kind of a fun thing, especially the best wrestling in the world, like PWG and Ring of Honor. They use the same, the same talent. Absolutely. And then if you're not, you don't know who Marty Squirrel is. Get on it because. Oh, yeah, that's ooh, my guy. Ooh. Right that's the guy right there i'm telling you so john let me ask you the same question where did you feel like what are your overall thoughts uh from just that show and and i know we we talked a lot about the the compare and contrast but what is it that you appreciate just about this show i appreciate um gosh i mean just being a uh the 15 year anniversary that is a big deal I, i went back and i watched that episode and just like how they went um about you know the the promos and bringing it all the way back i was like geez like this is such a special event you know i just 
I just I just like it because I just uh, I, lo- I love the experience because there's uh, just the passion behind uh, everything going on uh, in that 15 year. It's kind of one of those moment things, right? If you know how yeah. everybody goes to WrestleMania's and stuff, but you're just yeah. kind of there for the moment. You know, you catch that yeah. one moment that's going to mean something in the 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 annals of the book. No, annals. I'm sorry. The, the, annals, the annals of the, the annals of the the history books of of Ring of Honor. So. What's good stuff? I want to say this, uh, John. It was a pleasure getting to meet you the other day, and I'm glad that you were able to talk about your experiences, not just uh, watching the show for a PWG with us, but then going to see Ring of Honor and then talking a little bit about your WWE experience. If people are looking to find you, because I do know that you do music, uh, where is it that they can find you? Uh, just hashtag the plan 33. It's that simple. On Twitter? No, you don't have a Twitter like, account? Like, share, subscribe, follow, add. Yeah, everywhere you can find music, just, just hashtag the plan 33 You're going to see me. Go to Google. <laughs> that's a lot to, you know. That's, that's, Do you, uh, Google your, you Google your name, Raph? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I want to see what people say. Oh, but people say that now if you just come up at all? Oh, I know I come up. That's not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is there's one student I had long time ago and uh i would always tell people i'm like you know i try to be a good coach for speech i try to help people i try to make sure that they they really get things and i'll put as much time in as they do and i had this one kid he was not very i don't know if he was the sharpest tool in the shed if you get my my drift but he had ambitions of wanting to be a world champion at at an event i was like yeah dude not a problem i'll work with you as hard as you can so he like qualified his event and I was like, okay, dude, I think we need to revise your event to make you like real national championship caliber. And he looks at me and he goes, well, I don't think I do. And I was <laughs> like, well, I've been there and I, I know what it takes. And I'm telling you, your speech as is, it's, it's not good enough. And the guy goes, well, Raphael gets all of his, his palm circumstance about him. And he goes, well, Raphael, I think you're trying to live vicariously through me. And you're trying to fulfill something that you didn't accomplish through me. Three big words right there. Oh, is that what you think? I was like, well, let me just tell you something. First of all, I don't live vicariously through my students because I don't need to. I was like, if you'd like to go ahead on Google, you may search my name. You'll find I have results. You don't. And second, let's just see your analogy through. If you think I'm going to live vicariously through somebody, it's not going to be you. 100% would never be you. It's so. going to be that somebody that at least comes up on four pages on Google. You hear me, boy? So this yeah, kid, true, he felt really bad after doing this. He basically had to walk out of the room. Every person in the room looked at me and was like, oh, shit. And I was like, and kids, that's why you never talk shit to me. The Go more you know, Starch. You got to be teachable. At, you know, if you want to be great, you have to be, you know, teachable and have an open mind toward uh, taking, you know, no, you don't just no, you don't say stupid things when somebody's trying to give you good advice, especially exactly. with those types of words when you're talking about that subject. Uh, what do you say? Accomplish? What, what do you say? What <laughs> the big words on Let's me. put it this way: when he ended up, uh, he ended up quartering based off of my work because he came back afterwards, and one of my friends judged his, uh, his speech, and he comes up to me, he's like, "Raf, it's a good speech. You know what would have fixed it if you had done?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> and there's like a nonverbal between coaches where you kind of know you have those problem kids. So this person who was trying to be really helpful looked at me and goes, I see what happened. Okay, Raph. Yep. Very sorry. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's an asshole. And basically, 
I got him a quarterfinal, and he was never going to get out of that round, so it's fine. So, goes to show, kids. Be nice to your coaches. It is always helpful. Well, you know what, guys? On that note, uh, a very uplifting and friendly note, I think it is a good time to go ahead and cut off the conversation. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, John, so much for joining us here today. Mike, as always, thank you very much for facilitating a great conversation about wrestling. And on behalf of us here at Heel Section, we want to say thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day. One fall. Too sweet me. Too sweet me. Wanna know.